Hey friends, Tao here. It's Kentucky Derby time, and we are ready to celebrate with a special collection of Kentucky flavors like bourbon ball, mint julep, and more. This limited edition collection will ship nationwide on goldbelly.com from April 24th through May 6th, Derby Day. That's goldbelly.com. So you've got your why settled, your business has been set up, and your product or services that you're offering have been perfected. Now what? You could spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on advertising, but what if you do not have any of that money? Today, I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite aspects of our business, community marketing. At its core, community marketing is about creating a sense of belonging and fostering genuine relationships with your customers and your community through your business. When you connect with your community, you build trust and loyalty, which translates into brand advocacy and business growth. It's not just enough to throw an extra product in at a nonprofit every once in a while or to make a social post about something that's going on in your community. It has to feel authentic and personally meaningful to you as a business owner and community leader. I always say, if you're going to be in the news, at least be in the news for something good. In this episode, I'll share some of my most effective strategies to build a community that's engaged, loyal, and passionate about your business. I promise if you build out a strategy with community marketing, it will be one of the most rewarding things you do in your business. The way I have always thought about marketing, that it's not necessarily selling stuff, but it's really telling your story. I feel very deeply that we have a fun, cool, positive message that we can spread to other people. So why would you not want to try to get it in front of as many people as you could? Because if we can spread joy by talking about ice cream flavors, or we can inspire compassion by telling people about different programs that we're involved in. Like, why would we not want to be shouting that from rooftops? But when you are a small business and an entrepreneur, you probably do not have, like we did, we didn't have any budget to amplify our message. All we could do was what we had because we certainly didn't have any money to give and we didn't really have anything else to offer. And I just feel like the strategy of community marketing is all about ripples. We started out with a small ripple going to this local nonprofit and doing this fundraiser. Well, the next time they might come to us and say, can you donate a gift certificate because we're going to have a silent auction? And that's another way to get in front of people for them to see that you exist just by going to this silent auction or this fundraiser. When we do collaborations, whether they're with other small businesses or if we're doing it with a nonprofit, you know, we always talk and get to know the other party to see, you know, what is it that you need and what are you hoping to get out of our partnership? And that's really how we started to build our community engagement and our community marketing. It's just always building the ripples. I just feel like the more good things you put out, the more good things will come back to you, even if you can't necessarily measure it. But that's the Buddhist in me, believing that if I just continue to do good things, that hopefully some other good things will come back in return in some way. I was really excited to get involved in a local group called Feed. They're their own backpack program. So if you haven't heard of the backpack program, it is a program where we pack these food bags with 
non-perishable shelf-stable foods. They call it the backpack program because these food bags are placed in a child's backpack so that it's a discrete program where people might not necessarily know who's getting food and who's not. We actually set up a partnership with Feed. What we actually do is we are kind of our own distribution center. We pick it up from the food pantry. We bring it back to our warehouse and we have a whole section. If you ever do a tour of our warehouse that has just feed food. So when you come in and you wonder why there's beanie weenies on the wall, that's why we have beanie weenies and other (laughs) random foods that have nothing to do with ice cream. But what we'll do once a week is we'll pull out these big giant tables and we'll set up all the food and we will go through the line. We will put the food in the bag. We put the bags in a big giant Tupperware container and then our team will distribute that at the end of the week to our partner schools. And then we drop it off for the resource team at the school and then the resource team will distribute them. And I would say over the last few years, we've packed at least 10,000 bags for this program. One thing I really want to emphasize when it comes to community marketing, because people will say, well, you're a business, you should give back. That's the right thing to do, which I totally agree with. But I feel like if it's not done in a way that's really authentic, then it just looks like you're doing it for performative reasons, which people are very smart and people will see behind that. So when we were doing our feed program, we decided to continue it during COVID even though we didn't know what the state of our own business would be. I felt like there are other people who need more than we do right now. And this is something that we can continue to do, helping students who need a little extra help during this crazy time that is COVID. And it got picked up by the news. The governor was doing a daily briefing at four or five o'clock every single day. And he started to feature news stories about people who are doing good in the community during this really difficult time. And I was able to talk about how we were surviving the pandemic. And I was also able to talk about in a different news segment about what we were doing to try to help others during this bad time. And all of those things are great and it's great promotion. I didn't do it for the promotion, but I find that it just is a nice cycle. It seems to be when you go do good things and you do it with a pure heart, with no expectation of having something in return, if something does come back in return, it's like gravy. It's like a celebration and it's something that feels nice. The Small Batch Club actually developed out of COVID, we had been creating these new flavors once a week just to make things exciting for our production team and then also give something exciting to our customers as well. But when COVID hit, we started naming our small batch club flavors after the governor and all the people that were doing the news conference every day. Our governor's name is Andy Bashir, and we named a flavor Candy Bashir. And then Virginia Moore was our ASL interpreter. We made a Virginia S'mores flavor. So for us, it was just a funky way to make light of something that was very heavy going on in the world. On top of that, when we decided we would do these fun flavors, we said, well, why don't we go ahead and attach a nonprofit donation component to these pints? And this was really pivotal in our business, this development of this program, the Small Batch Club, because... When our restaurants were shut down, we had no idea what was going to happen. We had restaurant friends who were laying off their entire teams. Mike and I said to each other, let's hang on for a week 
and see what happens. So we hung on for a week. We were able to to sell enough to kind of keep going. But then when we started launching these flavors and adding the charity component, I said, if this is the way we go out because we choose to do a pint that also benefits charity, then that, I mean, that would make sense as the way for us to go out. And we put the orders up and before then the orders were like 50 for the week. We got a thousand orders for Candy Bashir at a moment where I did not know how we were gonna make payroll. And that moment was so pivotal. So if you do the math, a thousand times $10 a pint, that is $10,000 where people showed up for us because we chose to go the route of giving back. And so 10,000 came in, 4,000 went back out to Food Chain and we were able to pay our staff and were able to pull this massive order off. And so we kept doing these fun flavors. We kept picking another nonprofit and that's how the Small Batch Club was born. And so now in its form, that was in 2020, that's been three years. But since 2020, since that Candy Bashir flavor, we have raised and helped fundraise over $100,000 worth of funds that have been all distributed out to our local community. And it made me really understand, no, we're not just an ice cream shop. We have a voice. We can talk about things that we feel like are important in the world. So to me, it's a win-win all around. Hey friends, Tao here, popping in to share my excitement about one of my favorite companies in the whole world, Holly Hill & Co. If you are like me and are obsessed with food, especially local food, you will appreciate those special ties that happen around the table. Holly Hill & Co. believes, like I do, that food creates connection and community unlike anything else. That's why they take care to strengthen the ties across the generations between family, the farmer, and the land, all the way to the food that ends up on your table. You can experience exactly what this means at one of Holly Hill's nine unique Central Kentucky restaurants and through their beautiful emails. If you're in Kentucky, be sure to find the nearest location and get ready for an amazing experience with the most fantastic food. Holly Hill's co-founder is none other than my dear friend, James Beard-nominated chef Weta Michael, who's been a force on the Kentucky food scene for over 20 years. Learn more about their incredible food community by visiting hollyhillandco.com, where you'll find stories, recipes, how-tos, and even curated gifts. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com, and let them know that Tao from Crankin'Boom sent you. Hey friends, we couldn't be more stoked to have another amazing partner as one of our lead sponsors for the Crank and Boom podcast. I'm talking about none other than our friends at Gold Belly. If you haven't heard of Gold Belly, I am about to change your life because they are America's number one food marketplace and they ship the most famous, most regional, iconic foods from right around the country, right to your door. I honestly can't tell you how incredible it's been to work with these folks. We've been partnering with them since 2009 and since then we have shipped our ice cream to all 50 states and Canada what a fantastic way for our family business to reach a nationwide audience from our little corner of Kentucky we're in pretty amazing company too because 
They have everything from meal kits from top chefs like Nancy Silverton or Danny Meyer to local regional classics like Maine Lobster Rolls or Texas Brisket. And again, it's all available to ship right to your door. Just talking about this makes me so very hungry. So if you haven't taken advantage of Goldbelly's amazing offers, now's the time. Run over to their website at goldbelly.com and make your foodie dreams come true. That's goldbelly.com. And be sure to add a collection or two of Crank and Boom ice cream to your cart as well. If you have an online business or you sell a service or have a business where you are not interacting with someone face to face, you still can build a community. So many influencers and people online who have massive followings with people they don't even know who they've never met. But I know there's a lot of people who are online that I feel connected to, even though I don't know them personally. And I think one of the biggest things that it helps that type of business is providing something that is of meaning and is of value to somebody else. Because ultimately, no one's going to show up for you just for the sake of charity. Like if, they, if somebody is there, they are hoping to gain something from that experience. So whether that's knowledge or whether that is a product or if that's a feeling, you want to provide value for someone else. You have to show up authentically. You have to show up in a way that you're genuinely wanting to be there for other people. And I think you really want to just love your customers. You want to love and appreciate that that people have shown up for you. People are willing to spread the word on their own, telling people, hey, you should go to this ice cream shop. It's amazing. And they do good things for the community. And they're nice people over there. And that's what you want. You want people to be your advocate. You want people to be the ones who are on top of the van with their microphone saying, please go to this ice cream shop because they do good stuff and they happen to have amazing ice cream too because I am only one voice and my voice can only go so far. So having fans and having people who are just so deeply ingrained in your brand and love it so much, I think it's been definitely one of the biggest blessings of this whole journey, watching how many amazing fans have been developed out of this little ice cream brand that we created and knowing that it was because we built it on a base of kindness and a base of loving food and loving to feed people and brilliant hospitality. Thanks so much for listening to my story here on the Crank and Boom podcast. When you're listening to our show on whatever platform is your favorite, be sure to hit that follow button and you won't miss anything we've got going on with the show. And if you liked what you heard today, please leave a review. It would just mean so very much to me. That helps people find us too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we're talking about and also what topics you'd like for us to cover on the show. Leave us a comment and I would love to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you here again soon. Until next time, peace. This is a production of Four Eyes Media.